chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God know it. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God know it. How that he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I should not be a fool. I will say the truth, but now I, I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he bear it, or that he hear it of me. Oh, I like that. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he hear it of me. Here Paul speaks of his experience of being taken up into the third heaven. He dates it for us. He says it happened 14 years before he wrote this epistle. That would be approximately the time when he made his first missionary journey. It was an incredible experience. He heard unspeakable words, which was not lawful for a man to other. And all of this was to the glory and honor of God. Paul refused to glory in self because of this experience. Verses 7 through 9, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The thorn in Paul's flesh was a physical ailment, such as, I uh, I believe it was his uh, poor vision. When you study the book of Galatians, you will find that he mentions that he had to write in large letters, which indicates he did not see well. Paul asked the Lord three times to remove it, and the Lord refused. God tells Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, I will not remove the thorn in your flesh, but I will give you the grace to bear it. All right, let's look at verses 10 through 12. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I am become a fool in glory. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you, for in nothing am I behind the very chief of apostles, though I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. First, Paul gives his response to the Lord, telling him that his grace was sufficient. He says, because of this, I take pleasure in affirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. That's incredible. Then he again states his point of him being a true apostle of Jesus Christ. All right, let's look at verses 13 through 16. For what is it wherein ye were inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was not burdensome to you? Hmm? Forgive me this wrong. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not 
yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the, the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. But be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Not only was Paul not inferior to anyone else, neither was the Corinthian church to other churches. Then he lets them know that he was not after their money, but he was after them. Glory to God. His only desire when he went to, to Corinth or to Corinth was to win them to Christ. And his only desire after that was that they would grow to the mature state in Christ. My God, look at the heart of this man of God. It wasn't about the money. It was about the mission that God had purposed for his life. He loved God. He loved God's word. And he loved God's people. Glory to God. Look at verses 17 and 18. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desired Titus. And with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Hmm? Walk we not in the same spirit? Walk we not in the same steps? Again, Paul stresses the fact that he was never and and never would be after their money. Neither was Titus. Titus was not after their money. They walked in the same spirit and they walked in the same steps. They was of one accord. They had the same heart, a heart that was after God. Oh, hallelujah. My God, my God. Look at verses 19 through 21. Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you. We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not, lest there be debates, envies, strifes, wraths, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumults, and lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall be well many which have sinned already, and have not repented of the uncleanness, and fornication, and lasciviousness which they have committed. Now, the city of Corinth was a very sinful city. It was like Las Vegas today. It was a place where people went to sin. And unfortunately, some of the believers had committed fornication and had not repented. His desire was for them to clean things up before his return to them. 